Hey guys, welcome back to the Resurrecting the Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. Today we dive into exercises for the soul. Hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Resurrecting the Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. With Brian and Debbie Godowski. We are back and now on Season 2, Episode 9. We are shifting gears a little bit today, bud. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Does it? (laughs) I feel like we do that a lot. Well, I think this one's a little bit different than any other episode we've done, but but maybe not. It, it's still all kind of in tied together. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a different setup. Yeah, yeah. So our title today is Exercises for the Soul. Yes. So we have talked a lot about exercises for the body. We've talked about diet for the body, uh-huh. um, all the things to get us in optimal physical health quality of sleep, uh, management of stress, um, quality relationships. So we're going to dive into the soul piece today. The important part, right? Well, it's really, when you think about it, it's the foundation for all of the above. Yeah, because if you don't have a soul, what what do you have? (laughs) Well, if you're not in tune to your soul, if you don't nourish your soul... Um, if you don't intentionally take care of that piece of you that is unique to yourself. Yeah. Um, but it, it is all tied together. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I've noticed that I say so a lot on the podcast. Do you? I do. I'm going to try to get better about that. I say you, you know a lot. I have done that. <laughs> um, so, today... <laughs> But you know, if you <laughs> yeah. know, you know. Yeah. But we're going to take a little pause today and take stock of that soul piece. Our, and when you read about definitions for soul versus spirit, I guess they are two separate things. What we're looking at today, the way we're using soul is that, that deep inside part of us. Who you really are. Who you really are. Yeah. And um, we've got some questions that we hope everyone really answers and thinks about. Um, and, And we hope to have a little fun. I think we've already kind of started out with making fun of ourselves. So hopefully we're not going to get too serious. Um... Yeah, but, never too serious around here. Right, but, well, I I probably am a lot more serious than I Yeah, you are pretty serious, be. actually. I am, <laughs> I am. And so this this little um, exercise here is going to get end up on a serious note, just because yeah. that's who I am. That's how, how you roll. That's how I roll. So, let's go here. All right, let's go. What are three things you think people think they know about you but aren't necessarily accurate? Mm-hmm. I will start off. Go ahead. And this is based on things people have said to me, and when they say them, I'm like, oh, really? And the first one is that I'm a very organized person. Okay. And I'm like, what? 
Because I don't feel that way. You don't? Okay. I, yeah, I feel like I could make huge improvements in that area. and That sounds like a little OCD right there. And perfection. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But I do love being organized, but I just feel like on the outside it probably reflects a, a lot more control than what I feel like on the inside. Yeah. I so. think that's what a lot of OCD people feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Brian. You're welcome. All right. What about you? Uh, my first one is uh, I think a lot of people believe or think I don't stress or worry about things anymore. Oh, why in the world would they even think that? I don't know. Maybe because I don't react quite like everyone when things go astray or go wrong. Um, yeah, I get it a lot from my wife saying, why aren't you stressing about this? Why aren't you worried about this? And the fact of the matter is, is I was stressed and I was worried about it, but I chose to react in a controlled manner because stress and worry doesn't help the situation. It only makes it worse. And I think not only her, not only she thinks that, but I think a lot of people may think that about me just based off my history and just being around me. I'm generally pretty calm and collected about pretty much everything, except I used to be pretty nasty when the Cowboys or Mavericks lost. Well, that's the truth. <laughs> You've really changed there. But yeah. going back to what you just said and, and really kind of the observation that, that I just shared we can only go by what we see yeah. from people. We we don't know people's hearts. We don't know what's going on inside of them. Yeah. Um, so it's it's good to keep that in mind because we really don't know what people are going through. Yeah. We think we do, but we don't. Exactly. I I actually put another one down here. Yeah, I've got a couple more. Why don't okay. you go ahead? Well, the next one I have, just kind of playing off what you just said, people have told me that I seem very calm. Uh-huh. And um, I think in a crisis, that's my go-to reaction, is I, I kind of get to a calm place. But after the crisis is over and I have time to process, I'm a wreck. Right. Yeah, especially on serious stuff, and it eats me alive. Yeah, just based on the outside looking in, from my perspective, I can see that you do hold a lot of things in. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily process it, but you just hold it in and wait for it to eventually explode. That's just from my point of view. I'm really impressed by that observation. Oh, trust me, I'm always watching. I, I think you're learning stuff. I think I think that is very much a professional observation. Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree. I agree exactly with what you said. And and as I am learning in my many decades here on Earth, if you hold things in, it eventually comes out one way or the other. Oh yeah, I've dealt with that. A lot. I didn't necessarily hold it in. I just drowned it, mm-hmm. as everybody knows that if they've listened to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's another one for you? 
Next one on mine is kind of funny. Um, I think, and I've heard this before, is I can't wait to run or work out every single day. Mm. And that is far from the truth. Um, I guess I can say, yes, I look forward to getting those done, but I don't, I never look forward to actually doing them. Because, you know, working out and running is not easy. And it doesn't come naturally to me at all. In fact, when when I was writing this down or thinking about this, I thought back to my days in high school when we used to have to get out on the track and run a mile or two for basketball. I would use my asthma as a crutch or an excuse not oh, to do it. Oh my gosh. Wow. And so looking back at that now just makes me cringe. But... Yeah, I don't like running or working out. I like the way I feel after it, but that's about it. I like mm. the way it makes me feel, you know, generally throughout the day, and I like the way it makes me look better than I used to look. <laughs> well, and it speaks to that mindset piece. You have just, oh gosh, molded your mindset in such a way that is is probably something that people really look at and wish they had. Yeah, I wish I had it, you know, five years ago. I never I never had the mindset I do now. It came from a lot of learning and practicing and consistency with that. Yeah, and ups and downs. And, yeah. Yeah, struggles and triumphs. Yeah. Do you have another one on here? I, I don't. I Those are two that just stood out so much that... Um, I'm sure I could come up with more, um, but you know, just ask everybody to ask themselves what are things uh, that you think people think they know about you. Yeah, but aren't necessarily accurate. That yeah, I think aren't. it's a great practice to do because you can kind of look into, you know, being self-aware about yourself. You know, what do you think people are looking at you and what you're doing with your everyday habits, your life, your, you know, relationships, you know, it kind of helps you be self-aware about those things. Yeah, and if we have a desire for people to understand us, because you hear that a lot, you know, you might hear someone say, no one understands me, or yeah. I wish people understood me, I wish, you know, this person... We have to look at what we're putting out there. Yeah. We have to look at what they are observing. Yeah, what they think about mm -hmm. us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Alright, next one on here is, what are three things you wish people knew about you? Yeah. Was this an easy one for you to answer? Uh, kind of, yeah. Okay. What well, about you? Um, this actually thinking about this the other day prompted the topic for this podcast okay this episode um and there are things i wish people knew about me um we can even go deeper with that question why don't they know that yeah you that's know? a good one so but the first thing i put on my list is i wish people knew how much i value deep connecting conversations <laughs> okay why are you laughing uh, you, you'll have to see my answer oh okay yeah. can I dive into that a little bit more yeah so I wish people understood that 
first of all, when they ask how I'm doing, when they really genuinely ask that to know, to learn how I'm doing, that means more to me than anything, especially if someone sits there and listens, you know, yeah. looks me in the eye and listens and yeah. allows me to share. Right. And then I also want to, you know, really tune into them when when they are speaking about yeah. how they're doing. Absolutely. So what what did you put my in? first my first one on here is three you know three things you wish people knew about you is i'm a great listener but i also love to be asked deep tough questions about me and my life mm. amen yeah and the second one on here that kind of ties into this is i hate not hate but i can't stand small or surface level mm. talk i like to get to the deep tough questions that actually means something to you and the person Mm by or you know the weather's crazy today yeah yeah you know i like to be asked you know what got you through all that depression and how did you come out of that alcohol pattern of life you had you know i like the hard yeah you're ready you're ready to answer that you're ready to share and to hopefully inspire someone. Yeah, to, and when somebody's to, going through something, I like to ask them, you know, deep questions about that. You know, yeah. and I think a lot of people enjoy that because they're able to share what's really going on with them. It allows them to, you know, open up a little bit that on some things that they may be holding in. That really isn't the way it works typically and so I feel like the art of asking people those kind of questions and the art of listening it's it's really a lost art these days and a lot of it is just it we're so fast-paced anymore a lot of it is we don't really have the opportunity to sit down yeah with people and have those kind of conversations that is true you know people don't know how to ask those questions and they don't frankly don't know how to answer them yeah that's true because it's not a common thing one thing I've noticed about you and I think the podcast has helped in the development of this but you have started asking people questions in conversation and it's it's usually when you have an opportunity to be more one-on-one with someone yeah and just really engage with that person and look in them in the eye and ask them yeah how are you doing right really how are you doing yeah and be open and intentional about taking in their answers and giving them feedback or just listening yeah big the biggest thing to me is just to listen mm-hmm. you know don't wait to respond just listen take it in and once your time comes to talk talk yeah yeah i think a lot of people um what what happens is we have learned to um not we don't listen to to learn right we listen to respond and so so many people i i just noticed this they are in a conversation and you can tell their mind is just their the wheels are just going about the next thing they're gonna say or 
you know, <laughs> share their experience yeah. or one-up somebody. Oh, yeah. It, it's real interesting to observe that. Yeah, and I've definitely noticed it more and more over my transformation. And, you know, anyone, anybody that knows me knows that my friends have dwindled down to <laughs> just one or two. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. And I was, that's when you said that, I was thinking, and that's okay. Yeah, it's perfectly okay with me. You know, I would like to have more friends that do value the same things that I do and do value, you know, good listening and sharing and all that. But it's hard to come by, and it's that's partly my fault as well. I don't engage in a lot of social activities. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's mm-hmm. my fault. Okay. But I'm fine with it for now. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of share that. Um, I put on here, um, actually I'll I'll dive into this one, this third one I wrote, and then I'll go back to my second one. But in keeping in line with what we were just talking about, I would like people to know how hard it is for me to talk about myself. Yeah. It's painfully hard. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this, and sometimes I wonder if I become such a good listener because I'm afraid to talk about myself. Yeah. So I'm really going to look at that. And, and um, for those people that are really close in my life, that are in my circle, you know, I started asking myself, is it, is it fair for me not to share myself? Yeah, for me, when I think about that stuff, it's really come, it really comes down to, you know, why not share? I mean, we all have one life. We all have mistakes. We all, you know, go through a lot of the same things. Why not share and relate to others? And, you know, what's there to hide? I mean, truly. If, I mean, yeah, if you murdered somebody, maybe you want to keep that to yourself. But, I mean... Everyone's done their things, and everyone's embarrassed about things, or you know, regret a lot of things. You know, just let it go. I mean, what's the point of holding it in? And I think it's more than you know, holding it in on purpose. I think it's finding a person that you can talk to about these things yeah somebody that you can trust with giving them them that information so they can't use it against you maybe yeah Yeah. that's that's a good thing yeah okay do you have another one um something that somebody something that i wish people knew about me um yeah uh i really do want to serve and help others any way that i can you know that's I mean, that's generally how I feel. If I can help you, I really want to help you. There's Mm -hmm. no question about it. Um, I do love to help people with stuff that I've gone through, and there's a lot of stuff that I've gone through. So I relate to a lot of people's issues, and I've tried to overcome my issues and gotten to a certain point on some where I can feel that I can help others with. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting because that's pretty much what my third one nice is and and I put down I wish people knew how much I long to impact people's health and wellness I, you know I wish people so we're learning all this stuff and um, 
I'm just trying to figure out what to do with this information and I just wish people knew that that is like a mission of a, a passion for me and, yeah. and so just figuring out how to gain others trust with the information that we're learning yeah I feel you on that one for sure yeah all right so just everybody uh, think about what are some things you wish people knew about you yeah I think that's a great question to ask um, not only for yourself but for others you know what are you putting out for others to see why are they not knowing this about you yeah. maybe you need to put yourself out there a little bit more so people do know you better yeah all right next question what is something you can spend time doing and the next thing you know hours have passed by there's a couple on my list here one is having a deep conversation with a good friend or family mm -hmm. you know sitting out by our fire or looking out over some mountains maybe with a little drink in my hand with a loved one mm -hmm. I could do that for hours and sometimes I pay for that <laughs> okay what's one on yours um, I can read about health and wellness and that includes you know the physical body the emotional self and the spiritual self I can read and or listen to podcasts about those things for a very very long time and yeah. it just I can't get enough of it yeah I just wish I my brain was a sponge and the all these things that I've read and learned stay there yeah so I'm trying to figure that out how yeah. to how to remember that stuff I'm right there with you the next next one on my list was watching a good podcast on YouTube about mindset or fitness mm, yeah I can get locked into one of those and just sit there and next thing I know, oh, it's time to pick up Addie or, yeah. you know, it, yeah. time just flies. Yep. Um, another thing on my list is I love creating designs um, and, you know, visual, yeah. visual things that have an impactful message. Yeah. I, I love that desire to design but it has to be something that is meaningful yeah that I feel like if I put out there is gonna impact or change someone's life so that's something that that I'm trying to work on yeah I feel the same way about when I'm doing my reels yeah I can just spend hours doing that and I do usually I have something going on when I'm doing them so I'm kind of doing it off to the side trying to you know trying to get it done as fast as I can yeah but yeah I can definitely spend more time doing that mm-hmm so I also love putting together workshops yeah I have always loved doing that and even in my past life that was part of my job yeah and so I I can work on that and just hours, you know, it, it can can go by and I don't even realize it. Yeah. So that's we'll awesome. Yeah. That's something to, to look into. Yeah, I I know. I know. 
we'll get more into that when we get to the serious part of no, the, <laughs> serious the, more, part the, of this the podcast. more serious part of this episode. Okay. Do you have another one? Uh, not on that list, uh, but the next question on here can is... I, can I interrupt? Oh, yeah. I have one more. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I love writing, and I can spend hours, and um, the interesting thing is that it isn't something that just pours out of me, and you know, I have this idea, and the next thing I know it's all out on paper. I'll have something that touches my heart, and I'll start writing about it and then I'll revise it and then I'll think and then I'll revise and I thought until this morning that that was a deficit for me but I listened to um, a very well respected author and he shared his process of writing his books and it, it just really gave me hope and inspired me and and he said, when he writes books, it's 95% pain. Yeah. Because he wants it to be so, I don't, I hesitate to use the word perfect. Maybe meaningful yeah. is a better word. And he'll write a chapter and then he won't be happy with it and he beats himself up and he rewrites it. And then he'll go back and revise it and um that that really I needed to hear that. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready to to get back on that writing train. Yeah, I think you need to write a book. Well, I'd like to talk to you more about that. Okay. And go deeper. We won't do that on the podcast here, but You sure? Um <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not at least not today. Okay. Okay. All right, next one, bud. What is one thing or more you would really love to do, but don't? Guess what my first one is? Uh, write a book. Yes. <laughs> I, that is so on my heart to yeah. do that. And because it is so on my heart, I feel like I'm supposed to do it. Oh, yeah. But I don't know that I've learned. I want to take the information and take the information that has just turned my soul upside down and put it out there in a way that people are just going to be so impacted by it. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think to go with what you learned and write about how it applies to your life and how you missed out on knowing all this stuff throughout throughout your life, you know, all the mm-hmm. things that you've gone through. Yeah, I, I, I can probably the way they're supposed to. Um, I'm not sure if I'd learned all this stuff earlier in life. What, yeah. what would have happened? What would I be doing now? Right. I, I, what I keep going back to is the thing that I feel like I can bring to the table that is unique to a lot of what I've read is the resurrecting of hope in having a purpose yeah you know I turned 67 this week yeah and um, just saying that kind of freaks me out a little bit right I mean 67 um, only because that what freaks me out about it is is the number not how I feel right. I have more 
purpose now than I've had in a long, long time. Probably more energy than you had 10 years ago, too. Yeah, I do. I do. And so, um, yeah, and, and so I'm just going to finish. I've got a couple of more on here, and, and then okay. I'll, I'll hand it over to you. So in addition to writing a book, I feel like I can make an impact as a speaker. And I know a lot of people that know me probably do not get that at all because I am quiet right. and I keep my opinions to myself. But I've had opportunities to speak before and if I'm speaking about something that is near and dear to my heart, I feel empowered. Yeah. You know, I feel a rush in me, an adrenaline, and, um, and I, I think I could make a difference doing that if the opportunities come. We'll see. Yeah, I, um, I can see that. And then along with speaking workshops, I'm, I'm just, you know, I did a little workshop for our neighborhood, and, and there were just were a few ladies there. And it, it was, a, it was a, uh, I cherished that time, and, mm-hmm. and it, was a, it was meaningful, and I was able to share information, and they shared as well. So it was kind of a, you know, give and take kind of thing. But I, I don't know, I just feel that that's kind of igniting in me a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. I can definitely see that. You know, when you look at all the top motivational speakers, you know, a lot of them will say they were petrified of going on stage and talking before they started. But once they started, you know, mm-hmm. look at them now. Yeah, and the weird thing about me, not not to make, you know, go too much longer on this, but a lot of people are petrified to speak. I'm not. Yeah. Like, I get, like, excited when okay. I think about that. I think what my fear is is that it won't impact people. Right. That it, it won't make a difference. That they'll find it, you know, useless. Well, just going off that, why does that matter? You know, you tried. Your intentions were good. Mm-hmm. You know, you had fun doing it, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, it served you. Who cares if it didn't impact people the way that you wanted it to. Yeah. I mean, your intentions were right. Yeah. True. True. All right, bud, what about you? Um, you're going to be upset about this one. Uh-oh. Um, um, one thing that I would really love to do, but don't. Oh, here it comes. I know <laughs> what it is. Is move to the mountains yeah. away from the city and the hustle. Yeah. 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 And the next question on here is, why don't you? And my answer is, my mom and dad in the land. Yeah. You know, honest, 100%, 110% truth, I would move there in a heartbeat. Somewhere in the mountains. It doesn't have to be Colorado. I mean, anywhere that has mountains and good scenery away from the hustle of the city, I'm there. You know, I'm tired of... You know, the job that I work at, um, I see a lot of people that are only passionate or they only care about materialistic things, and that's all their life is based off of, is just going to work, getting the money so they can afford these houses, these cars, these this furniture, and, and that's, that's great, but I don't, that's not me. I don't, I don't like being around it either, hmm. so... I don't know. We'll have to figure that out one day. Yeah. You know, it could just be 
me moving or us moving out to the country. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand that. And I, you've always, always had that desire. Yeah. Um, I guess all I can say about that is, you know, pray about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's a huge decision. Yeah. And it involves a lot. You know, you've got two kids now. So yeah. I could I could write a book about reasons you shouldn't <laughs> do that. Yeah, I know you could. <laughs> but um, I think that we have to just believe that we have to trust that God will put us on a path that we're supposed to be on. Yeah, I do believe that. I also believe that, you know, this this life is a once in a lifetime thing you know mm -hmm. it's all it's our one chance and uh you know i think it's a great opportunity to explore other places you know it, you don't have to be settled into one town just because you grew up there you know yeah. I, we grew up in a different town or north of that now but you know i don't know we'll see okay. <laughs> all right well thank you for sharing that uh -huh. um so you answered why you don't do the thing you really yeah would love to do and for me those things write a book speak do workshops i don't do it um because of a fear of the time commitment because i know to really do well whether it be writing a book or become a speaker that's going to take time to prepare properly um, to actually uh, possibly go to an event possibly you know it's going to take time out of my life and my life is already pretty full yeah so I really have to look at that and I have to ask myself am I willing to shuffle things around and do what I need to do you know, yeah. to, to make that happen. And, and so those are some really important questions I've got to ask myself and figure out. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot of time to start up something like that and figure it all out and, you know, take that first step. Yeah, and, and one of my fears in doing that again, and you, you already, you know, answered, is... Um, I am so fearful that it'll it'll just be a a flop, you yeah. know that. Um, but and I know I know what you said is true. Well, who cares? Well, for me to feel success, I have to see. I have to I have to get some kind of feedback. I have to I have to have those accolades. I have to. And, and maybe that will change and and maybe what success looks like to me will change but for right now it's something that I struggle with let me ask you this do you have any chance at the at those accolades or whatever it is you're looking for if you don't take that first step well, Dr. Brian... Uh, <laughs> or do you have a chance at it if you do take that first step? I know, step? you're right. I, there's no... I can't argue that. Yeah. I can't argue it. It's that faith over fear. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it goes into everything we talk about is, you know, when you're struggling with life or your health journey and you're fearful of, you know, giving it your all and it not working out for you. Well, if you don't try and give it your all, what are your chances of it working out for right. you? Zero. I know. It's true. It's yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Mm-hmm. Um. The next part of this is, we put part two, now let's get a little bit more serious. So some of that was already serious, but yeah. um, this next part, and we might save it for another, like a part two, because it's about life purpose. And yeah. I think to give that topic justice, I think we need to save it. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I think it's this is a good opportunity for everyone to... You know, look at those questions we went over today and just think about those for yourself. I think it's a great exercise. I know it was for me, and it kind of puts things in perspective about your life. It helps you become, you know, self-aware of, you know, what are you really doing? What are you putting out there for the world to see? You know, I think I've gone over this a lot of times. Self-awareness. I think is one of the most important things in life because if you're not self-aware of what you're putting out for your family or or your friends to see, you know you're missing out on a, on a you're missing out on a lot of opportunities to not only better yourself but better those relationships mm-hmm. around you. Yeah, that's that's very true. All right, bud. Well, again, we hope people engage in these questions and really think about them, give it some time. Um, it's, it's just a foundation for some, a lot more conversation and exercises yeah. um, that I think we can put out there for people to, to really dive into their life's purpose and what that is. Yeah. What does that even mean? Right. So, all right, bye. Yeah, purpose so, is everything. All right, before we say cheers and, and goodbye, you have a huge day coming up on Sunday. Yes, I do. It's finally here. It is finally here. Your first marathon. Yeah, my first full marathon. Yeah. 26.2 miles. So we're all going to be there cheering you on and uh, can't wait to share your results and your experience next week. But I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm really proud of myself, honestly. You know, the program I'm on is a 16-week program. That's a long time, you know, mm-hmm. from start to finish. That's a lot of miles long that's a lot of runs that I didn't want to go on but I had to because you know I had a goal in mind and my goal is to finish that race running yeah you know I'll just put it out there now my goal is to come in under four hours and I think for my first full marathon that's a good a good time a good goal so we'll see what happens all right well we're cheering you on and praying for you and and um, love you very much all 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us in that conversation. As always, if you found this episode to be valuable, please don't hesitate to share it with your loved ones. Don't forget to tune in next episode as I share my marathon results. Love y'all.